Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the crossword for the week of August 27th, 2018. We've got a fun show coming up for you. It's a shortened show, but uh, we'll tell you why. Um, we're going to be uh, talking about the Wizard World Chicago convention that happened just this past weekend. Ivan Reitman and Ernie Hudson had a panel where some things were teased. There were a few announcements kind of sort of made. Stay tuned, we'll tell you all about it. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the keymaster? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! So opening the episode up with a little R-E-S-P-E-C-T, uh, it was about two weeks ago that Aretha Franklin passed, sadly, but we've been um, we've been off the air. Well, I mean, we've been on the air, but you and I have been ships passing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's been, let's see. Not, la- even, not even ships passing <laughs> in the night. like <laughs> Ships on you're, different sides of the world, essentially. Yeah, I went through the Panama Canal. <laughs> I'm in a, an entirely different ocean. <laughs> It's been, yeah, I mean, so uh, so we had the Stay Puffed, uh, Tobin's Audio Guide, then we had Violet's Interview, and um, so it was a good, you know, you were on a holiday, I was finishing up a book, and then I just had to direct uh, six episodes of a series this past week, and Ooh. if you can hear the hoarseness in my voice, it's from the tiredness. That's but, what that's all about. Yeah, but because we love you, our listeners, we wanted to make sure that we got an episode out, especially because... As we are recording this, Wizard World Chicago uh, is happening as we speak, and there's a lot of cool stuff that's coming out of there. So, mm-hmm. um, so before we hop into the news, I have to ask you: You're a supernatural viewer, right? I feel like uh, I am. You've mentioned the Winchester Brothers before, if I remember I correctly. What what was that that happened last week? I I saw like <laughs> photos. I'm I'm very unfamiliar, so I'm not entirely sure what, what it was. I'm not in entirely familiar with the group um uh, it's a pair of sisters i believe yeah uh that go by the name of hillywood or hillywood productions and they uh they you know make you know little parody videos and stuff like that uh and they've they've popped up from time to time before they this their stuff's funny and uh of a high quality um and they're supernatural fans, so they've done supernatural stuff in the past. This time they did supernatural meets Ghostbusters. So uh, ah. one of the sisters and a friend stepped in as Sam and Dean Winchester. Only they're Ghostbusters. They went all out. Like I'm, I have so many questions from watching it. Like um, so, they have the. Oh, I'm not a car guy. 
but the the Winchesters have a black. Uh, it's like a Plymouth. I, I I'm not. Yeah, too, I'm not a big uh, fan of this. I, I mean, I haven't seen the show. I can't say that I'm not a big fan because I haven't seen it yet. But uh, but I know it's it, like a cool yeah. classic, like black matte black yeah. car, right? Yeah. So to give you some idea, they got their hands on one of those and rigged up uh, like Ghostbusters roof rack for it. Oh, impressive. Oh, that's fine. And then, then they put themselves in jumpsuits. Great. With custom supernatural Ghostbuster patches. And it's like, okay. It's really they going borrowed, hard here. They borrowed somebody's packs. They had the full blown. Not not we cobbled our own packs together. They had real good uh, replica packs on. Um, there's a behind the scenes that I haven't watched because there's a, sh- a scene. Well, here's, here's how out of control it gets. So... Uh, <laughs> It's it's the sister and a friend of theirs playing Sam and Dean as Winchesters. Then they get to the bit where Janine answers the phones. They have uh, Misha Collins, is that his name, From who's an actor in it, who, from what I've seen, is an amazing mimic. He's, he's He shows up at conventions and all that and does impressions and, and yeah. you know, makes fun of the other guys and all that. And he's a really fu- – throughout the show, you see where they, they've realized he's that because they let him – do other things like be possessed by other people and, or <laughs> his character completely changes and he goes and does that. It's like really impressive. So this time he's doing a really good Annie Potts oh, as Janine Jean- Melnitz, uh, right down. Like he's got the cadence and the, like the way he picks up the phone, he's putting his shoe on. There's like, he just had everything spot on. They had, uh, I forget the gentleman's name. Who plays Lucifer? Uh, he did a cameo as. Wow! Like so they've a, got like incredible actors and stuff in this too. Oh, this is like far beyond fan it film. It keeps going. That oh, guy man. was uh, a ghost in the hotel hallway. The hotel hallway. At my first glance, I was like, "Are they in L.A. on the set? Does it still exist somewhere?" Did they, and they find got, it. Oh, yeah. Did. There's a behind the scenes in, uh, that somebody pointed out to me because I asked that question, and apparently from the behind the scenes, they did. They replicated is what it came down to. Wow. I was like, parody, how do parodies do this? I had to stop asking. Like, they're obviously <laughs> operating at some level that I don't quite understand. And where they are not they being a- funded from? That's my other question. Exactly. Where's all this money coming from? But anyway. Well, because it, yeah. it just keeps going. Because by the end of the video, they meet uh, uh, uh Jared and uh, uh, oh god, I'm forgetting everybody's name today. The real guys from the show. The real guys from okay. the show. They're also in uniform, so they all team up and they they run <laughs> off. And goes. The last shot is them driving down, as far as I can tell, a Vancouver uh, not or a Van- Greater Vancouver area, like back country street, which is what they huh. do for the show all the time. When yeah. it's when they have to drive to another state, they just drive in a back road somewhere. Now, the, Sam and Dean never take the highways <laughs> for whatever <laughs> reasons because that would be quicker or something. But So at the end of the day, I'm like, I guess some of this may have been shot like I have, so I have to watch this this behind the scenes a bit more to get. But I get the impression that they came up with it, pitched it, got the okay, and they must have shot it up here. Yeah, because they had the access to four of the actors. Yeah, the car, not perhaps not the car, but maybe one of the backups or something that they could mess around with. It looked like they shot somewhere in BC for some of their exterior stuff. It's just. But wow, <laughs> that sounds pretty impressive. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if impressive. maybe the production. Because they were on hiatus uh, for the summer, maybe that's how they spent their summer mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. That's 
I mean, those wow. guys, I mean, they've been at this show, they're onto their 14th season, which means all those actors have roots here now. Yeah. They own property. They're raising they all kids stay up there. The they time. don't fly back down to LA or wherever no, uh, in between they seasons. They probably yeah. do a lot of convention flying around, but obviously, somewhere there was a window. And, huh. Anyways, that's, that's, it's just, it's worth watching. It's up on the social medias there. We posted it up. Everybody should go watch it, even if you're not a Supernatural fan. And I recommended it before because. It's kind of like second or third wave. Second wave? Nobody's come up with official waves. I'm just inventing waves here. But let's just say second wave uh, supernatural comedy on primetime. Yeah. So yeah. they're they're post Buffy, but they're very much as in, as part of that, right? It's that whole it's still that like late '90s, early 2000s kind of vibe. Uh, that's that's what I've always gotten from it. It is like Buffy the Vampire Slayer a little bit. Uh, yeah. yeah. The one thing I tell people it's on Netflix. Start at the beginning. Um, it's not. It's it's very lore heavy, and it's great. The lore when when you do lore and it's fun and it's right, you, you enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, but the trouble is, you can't jump in in the middle. And unfortunately, with this show, I don't know that there's a good place to jump in <laughs> in the middle. I think you can. Fourteen years later, yeah. Like they they start at the first episode of every season by kind of giving you a fill in on these guys troubled past demons. There's a bunch of fighting. Maybe it'll come up later, but <laughs> just roll with it and away you go. I would recommend watching from the beginning where you kind of get yourself yeah. steeped from day one. Much like Buffy. I think you're, you appreciate it more if you know all of the nuance and the characters and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. It's popular enough. They've done two back door, back door pilots, which is kind of impressive, yeah. um, which you don't see anymore in TV shows. Like, Nobody does backdoor stuff anymore, but this one's been on long enough and popular enough to keep trying to see if they can seed it over to something else. Um, and this past season, every season they kind of have some stunting stuff, and they're owned by the WB. And this um, this year their stunt was they ended up in a Scooby Doo cartoon. So Frank <laughs> Frank Welker for the win. It was uh, it was really amazing. Wow, that's funny. Uh, well, I have to catch up. I mean, I know I've, it's one of those shows where it's like everybody tells me that it's fun, and I know I should watch it. It'll probably be like. Uh, when I saw Battlestar for the first time and everybody was like, you're going to love this show. You got to watch it. And I was like, I know, I know. I just need the time. And then as soon as I yeah. did, I was like, yeah, you guys were right. I love it. So <laughs> it's fun. It's a, it's, it's become in recent years, although I've all caught up now, so I can't really do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, it was my, if I was going to do something like work on something, I'd run it. You know what I mean? Like if it was I was your background or show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or if I needed, if I just wanted something that I didn't have to invest in heavily, I'd kind of sit down, you know, uh, shotgun two or three episodes, but uh, nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll have to check it out. I'll have to watch the video too. I, I saw the images and then I was like, I got to ask Chris about this. Cause I know that he watches. So, <laughs> um, uh, I do it. Uh, it's very impressive. I'm going to check it out. Um, all right. Well, so our time is short today, unfortunately. So I'm going to yes. get us into the news here because I want to get into the wizard world Chicago stuff. Cause it is hot off the presses. Uh, as yes. you're listening to this on Monday, it's, it's a big, Two a big hours deal behind us. Maybe it's, yeah, it's, it's exactly. fresh. We're recording. You can still- you it's, feel the electrons coming off the, the yeah, laptop. Yeah, this is like, ooh, it's still hot. It's still, ooh, <laughs> that's, that's warm. It's like warm laundry. Do you smell ozone? Mm. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get into the news. Here we go. Hey, guys. Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker.
Yes, so as mentioned, we're going to start with Wizard World Chicago, which ended up becoming the Ghostbusters mecca all of a sudden. Within the last like week, week and a half, we started seeing like yeah. we knew Ernie Hudson was going to be there, and we saw Ivan Reitman's I, I, Ivan Reitman was going to be there, and Violet Ray Mysterio. Rare appearance by yeah, Ivan Reitman. I, I well, and we'll speak of another rare uh, convention appearance here in a second. In a minute, but, yeah. Um, yeah, Violet Raymond Steele, Eric Burnham, Tom Waltz, Maurice LaMarche, uh, Dapper Dan Schoening did a great program cover for the convention. Like, it's a very Ghostbusters-centric. Like, Wizard World is putting their chips all in with Ghostbusters, which is kind of yes. nice to see. Um, so as we are recording this, happening as we speak, Ivan Reitman and Ernie Hudson are up on a stage at Wizard World on Saturday, and they're talking about uh, the future of Ghostbusters, the past of Ghostbusters. Ivan uh, takes everybody down a... A little memory lane trip uh, talking about the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Funny enough, good timing enough. considering the Tobin's audio guy that ha- happened to come out not too long ago. Well um, done, you, by the way. I, I we probably should have opened with that. I, I had a listen. I enjoyed oh, it well, very much. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, that, that's something I've wanted to do. And then you and I, like because of our schedules, I was like, now's our time. Now's, now's our time. opportunity. We so. should do more. I yeah. think we should do more. I love it. We'll, we'll figure out. And maybe like you and I can alternate or something. But yeah. um, so, so anyway, so let's start with the big news. Uh, well, so... I think everybody's going to focus on the big news being all of the teases that we got. Yes. The big news is that there's going to be big news uh, at a later date, but um, we'll come back to that. But I think the biggest news that's concrete that came out of this is that the tickets. Yeah. Hazel's excited. The tickets for the fan fest are going to be going on sale September 17th uh, at ghostbusters.com. No word on ticket prices or if there's VIP tickets or if you pay a certain amount, do you get both days? Uh, Can you buy individual tickets? That we don't know yet. We just know that they go on sale on September 17th, which is not that far away. Mark your calendar. That's uh, three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. And I know people have already booked hotels, so um, you'll want to make sure that you're on that right right away I, I would imagine tickets will be limited just based upon the fact that it's on the sony lot they probably can't let that many people in so um mm. yeah so uh mark mark a calendar mark an alert mark uh, a three-day alert so you don't yeah. miss out what do you think the number is because you and i went to the trailer reveal and that was what uh, that was a hundred couple hundred couple hundred, hundred? maybe Let's put it this way: They have they showed it us in a theater that will sit probably a th- six hundred. It was a big theater. It was a big yeah. six hundred. It was a massive. We, we actually, didn't maybe feel it. More. We were just in that like front area. Yeah. Um, so maybe a couple hundred, maybe. Yeah. I mean, not that I many, know. but I, I would imagine this will be a whole lot more because it, it sounds like it's the whole studio lot, and it sounds like they're going to put us in various sound stages and outside and tents and booths and all sorts of stuff. So they're trying to disperse the, uh, the population as much as they can too. But you could, you could, I think you could corral nerds. I think (laughs) we're easily corralled. You put up a barrier or a fence that says do not enter. And we all kind of scratch our heads and go, where's the security guard for us to talk to? I don't understand. Where do I go? (laughs) (laughs) I've been electrified. (laughs) Wait a minute. Uh, Dear Sony, take your number and double it. And we swear to, you can like put, uh, uh, neon duct tape on the roads and we'll just stick to the line. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. We won't go anywhere. We won't cross those paths. Yeah. But um, so that's the big news that we know that's concrete. Now, what I know everybody is focusing on at the moment and probably will over the next few days is Ivan Reitman teasing things about the future. Because in the Q&A, as often happens, uh, people asked, are there announcements to be made? Are there big things coming? And of course, they said, come to the Fan Fest in June and we'll tell you. Um <laughs> 
But I think the very pointed question that came from the crowd was, uh, are there future movies to include the uh, future live action movies to include the original cast in the future? And Ivan kind of put the microphone down and thought about how to answer that and then looked to the moderator and the moderator said, come to the fan fest in June and (laughs) there will be announcements over the next year. Um, but you know, he did make a statement and, uh, you know, unfortunately I don't have the audio at the moment uh, for us to play. We can maybe play it on next week's show, but, um, you know, something to the effect of we ain't seen nothing yet. You know, there are big things on the horizon. They are working on a great many things that will be announced at the Ghostbusters fan fest. Uh, so that's, that's exciting. I, I mean, I take that to mean that it's not just one, but maybe multiple things possibly the way he kept pluralizing everything was interesting multiple announcements i would imagine are coming but um Uh, some people are already kind of like wait a minute haven't we been getting promises like this over the years and it's true we have um but people kind of forget that there were a few years that if you asked reitman and uh, when he was uh, still with us ramus and all that they'd look and go i don't know probably not it's just too far along. There's there's nothing coming. Yeah, sort of what, thing. I, yeah. Like I know Harold would always say, "Sure, if it happens, it happens." It happens but nothing it happens. is actively happening. And Not Aykroyd like Dan, was, who's always yeah, like, Dan yes, was it's always happening. on. But we always know that's just his wishful thinking, the same as ours. So to have Reitman say, "Stay tuned for Fan Fest," that's uh, that's a little bit more than you know maybe or. Sure, sometime. That that sounds like there's something to yeah. announce. I mean, just, and it's, just flying him to Chicago to be there to even yeah. say something like this is kind of like, wait a minute, that's kind of telling. And yeah. it's always better than when they're going, yeah, I don't know. So I, I understand people who are kind of cynical about it, but, you know, it's I, I, I'm not saying go crazy with your excitement but it's it's always a little warming that they're still going yep working on it there's yeah. it's still alive in our our minds and at the company and we're working on it so and yeah you're right he could have said we'll see i don't know um yeah but instead we've heard he... him, we've heard him <laughs> split hairs <laughs> yeah. and kind of waffle before so uh, this yeah. is good Grump, grumpy uh, Grandpa Ivan has, t- Grandpa has told Ivan. us exactly sometimes what we need to like no nothing's <laughs> happening leave me alone yeah so, um, so yeah, so it's, it's very interesting. I think these convention appearances leading up to FanFest are going to start slowly revealing stuff to us. But um, yeah, Collect them all. They form a big collect, picture. Collect them all. Now, I mean, the one that's going to be the hardest to collect is the one that we alluded to earlier, which is Rick Moranis's first convention appearance in ever. Possibly ever. Yeah. Uh, I don't see the convention world was not huge when he was at his peak, not Ghostbusters, but I, I think arguably his peak was the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids era. Right, right. That like uh, mid to late 90s uh, boom. Yeah. And then he dropped off. So I, without checking, and nor do I have the inclination to try to do the work to figure <laughs> it out, I think this is his first convention appearance. I would honestly. wager so. It's, it's curious that it's San Antonio, Texas, of all of the conventions. Like maybe he's dipping his toe into the water you know, not uh, going to Chicago or Los Angeles or New York or one of these bigger f- scenes just to kind of get a sense of if he likes doing this, if it's something that he possibly wants to keep doing, or maybe he's just there to perform with his band or something, you know, knowing the music scene in uh, Austin and San Antonio yeah. and Houston. And he's a country, country musician. So Also to take into account is if somebody has convinced him to enter the world of, of conventions... This may be a testing of the waters. It's not yeah. too small, but it's not the biggest ever. Do you He'll, he's going, and this is kind of where 
getting a sense of what is a solid guarantee for Rick about? Moranis. Well, yeah. and what's it all about? Yeah, I mean, that's true too. I mean, if you have never been to a nerd convention as, and he's like top tier, let's be honest here. Like if there's the ones that are active in, in shows now, they're very popular. Uh, and then, you know, and there's kind of the ones who were of the past that people still love to come see and stuff like that. And then you've got ones that are probably even of the past, but sit in places of pop culture history that, oh, boy, you, like, it was like Sigourney Weaver showing up at Calgary uh, Comic-Con there yeah. a few years back with oh, the rest yeah. of the aliens. Everybody went nuts, right? She didn't really do that. She doesn't really thing, do conventions. So. She doesn't have to really do conventions. She's she's probably always acting. She's probably always yeah. in something. Yeah. So but. here we are. Rick Moranis has shown up at a convention. Yeah, that's a big deal. And as we saw, only one person uh, trumped him in the <laughs> VIP package department. <laughs> uh, um, yes. Um, I, I mean, I know... It, he's a self-proclaimed agoraphobic too, so it's yes, like, it's like an agoraphobic's nightmare, isn't it, to be at one of these conventions? But uh, I don't know though. If you're sitting behind a, a a table with a lineup of people, you're in a big space, but you could probably cocoon yourself in. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can still protect yourself. Yeah, maybe. Uh, the one thing I do want to drop, and I know, oh god, I'm fighting so hard to not babble. Trying not to babble. I know it has to be quick today. (laughs) But um, immediately everybody uh, glommed on to the fact that the only price attached to Rick Moranis was $800 for the Dark Helmet VIP package. And that that encompassed a lot of stuff. That was your three-day pass to the event, VIP seating at panels, uh, of which presumably Rick may be doing one. it was a lot of VIP treatment for the convention in general and also got you stuff like you could get one thing signed uh, without having to pay for it. You, you could uh, get a photo op with you and up to one friend with Rick Moranis and all this. And a lot of people just saw it and went $800. And when I looked at it, the other name was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger had the Terminator VIP package. It was $1,200. And they specifically said in the middle of the text – Arnold will not be available for general photo opportunities. Uh. So it basically made clear, you want your picture with Arnold, you're paying 1200 bucks, which suggests to me, since they didn't have that in Rick's, Rick will be available just the same way that Ivan and, and Ernie were at Wizard World, etc. They He will do a more general table thing. Yeah. The table thing or the sign-up ops like Sigourney yeah. Weaver did too, right? Like you pay, you'll probably pay, I don't know, what? 80 to 100 bucks or something i don't know he's but he's a recluse that showed up he's if you want your picture taken with you're probably gonna have to pay a little bit but i don't think it's gonna be 800 dollars. is what i'm saying we're still standing standing by for more information on that and uh i reached out to wizard world hopefully we'll find out more but um yeah. yeah uh just based on the fact that they said arnold this is the only way you get to see him and they didn't say that for rick i think that's a pretty clear indication pretty, you're yeah. not going to have to pay 800 bucks yeah you there might be other opportunities but i also like the, the correlation that I'm now drawing, and maybe it's because these are uh, between each other in the rundown, but maybe Rick is testing the waters to see if he wants to do FanFest 
next year too like that is some smart thinking you smart cookie i'm you know just thinking like okay how can i tolerate all of these wonderful nerds let's Uh see let me just go to san antonio and check it out first and then you know maybe this becomes a more regular thing yeah or or yeah it may even be the one-off you and i may be splitting the difference here you think maybe it's testing the waters to go to fan fest how does he like it and all that and i think my money suggestion also applies too that he can literally look at sony and say this is what it was like this is how much i enjoyed it this is what i got out of it and so this is what i want if you want me to be there no i'm i'm, no, I'm serious tr- like, right? like it's, it's, the, it's the most favored nations uh well i made x amount of dollars at this uh i want to make yeah. yeah i mean it makes sense that's the like reason he, i would do it yeah. if i was rick moranis to be completely honest like um i i, I like to it. think that part of this is him coming out of his shell now that he as he's mentioned before his kids have uh gone off to college and stuff like that uh so this may be him just sort of well i'm gonna have to get out of the house sooner or later but uh i think it it bodes well for a future of seeing rick moranis in a number of places nothing yeah. for sure but it feels a lot like oh i hate that i'll never do that again but i'm okay with this part of the conventions and i'm okay getting you know paid travel put up at a hotel right, xyz yeah. guarantee put, and put all me that. up in for for one day and i'll show up on whatever the equivalent of the hall h panel is where i'm up on a stage and removed yeah. from uh, everybody i and, think yeah. it's kind of crazy what what he'll i read somewhere that matt um doctor who matt what's his name oh matt we smith to, thank matt you smith. very much yeah that's why i don't remember his name it's a very it's common just, one it's easy yeah uh i read somewhere he went to like a wizard or a new york comic-con or something and he got like a quarter of a million guarantee like when you pay 800 Whoa. bucks it's, it's not going to rick moranis you're paying that to the event who's hoping to make their money back on right. whatever guarantee they gave to the person you're oh, playing man. tickets for. Matt Smith, who at the time was still or was just done being Doctor Who, yeah, landed a quarter of a million dollar guarantee. Well, it makes sense. The ticket prices that people are now paying for conventions, uh, yeah. you know, you can demand that much or you can, as you're, if you're the convention, you can offer that much too to some of these people. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jeez. Rick Moranis may, may test the waters and go, wow, I do one of these a year. And then I just spend the rest of the time in the studio. <laughs> yeah. This is amazing. I, I don't have to act for six weeks or do a movie and take a cut or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyways, we'll so stay yeah. tuned for that. Stay tuned. Um, all right. So here's what I want to do, Chris, uh, cause we do have other stuff that's on the rundown, but it's not quite as timely as the convention things were. Um, nope. I want to save the Halifax commercial because I feel like you and I can really get into a a deep conversation about that. So we'll talk about that next week. Um, And then there was also a Wall Street Journal article called Who Ruins Movie Night that I want to have a a longer discussion about. I haven't finished reading that. So let me – there's a bit of reading too. I didn't get all the way into the purpose of life is to love fanzine yet either. Uh, Yeah, and there's that too. So let's save all of those. Let's let's, – we'll just carry this rundown over. But there is one other timely – thing that has to occur and it's from a voicemail so i'm going to play a voicemail here and then uh, chris you and i will talk about it here is uh is, he's a he's a familiar face this is Corey from los angeles hey guys this is Corey from los angeles uh, originally from maryland so i just wanted to say hey to that other guy who always calls in from maryland um I'm calling because I know, I think one of you, or maybe both of you guys, have been uh, to the Biltmore uh, in downtown Los Angeles. I have never been, 
Um, and I know it was, you know, we all know it was uh, filmed, it was the you know, interiors for the lobby of the Sedgwick. Um, and I'm, I would like to propose to my girlfriend there, if it's possible, if that's, you know, if it's even open or whatever. Um, but I was hoping that you guys could help me out. Um, I was, I'm specifically looking for the, the scene where they're by the elevators and the uh, gentleman says, what are you supposed to be, some kind of cosmonaut? That was her grandfather through marriage, um, Murray Rubin, and he passed away a couple years ago. And I want to do it there to, as a kind of way to have him as a, be a part of it. But I'm not sure if that was filmed on a set or if that, if that was filmed in, in the um, Biltmore. Um, any kind of help you guys could give me on that one? That's, you know, that's all I need. Other than that, I'll, I'll handle everything else on, on my end. But I, I just you know, wanted to be, see if you could point me in the right direction. Um, and, and if that scene, that area is not there, you know, maybe give me a heads up as to where I can go and, you know, what's a good spot there, um, so I can go check it out, try to do it beforehand. Um, anyways, uh, keep up the great work. I love the show. I've been listening to it for about two years and, uh, I'll see you on the other side. Uh, okay. Well, Corey, first of all, congratulations. <laughs> Hope, I mean, hopefully, I mean, you haven't, you haven't done it yet and you told us you're still ring yeah. shopping. So, um, okay. So in advance, good luck. Uh, yes, congrats. Good luck and congrats. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, so your answer, Corey is yes. Yes. The elevators, Absolutely. that was not a set. That's actually there at the Biltmore down, uh, in downtown Los Angeles, right off of the, uh, 101 freeway, uh, easy yep. enough. Um, and yeah, a lot of people went there for the trailer and for the premiere event. I know that there were a couple tours that went through. A lot of people took photos uh, in their uh, flight suits and packs and stuff. Um, but uh, the elevators are right off of the main lobby. Like if yeah. you if you enter, the main lobby is now kind of off of the street, and the doors that the Ghostbusters enter are on. They flank either side of the street. Yeah. Um, if you here here's the. We're just going to give you a stupid trivia now just so you know what's going on. When you check in, you are checking in in the room that was the uh, the dining room. Yeah, the ballroom. That they busted, yeah. the ballroom that they busted Slimer in. So look if up at you, the ceiling and you'll notice that you'll same, notice. that outline so pattern. Yeah. You If you come in from outside and there and then you carry through uh, further into the building, that's the lobby. And you'll you'll spot, uh, if you turn left, that's the doors the guys came through. And right across from... Uh, the lobby from the uh, from the check-in from uh, the concierge, etc., is the only bank of elevators to get upstairs. There's yeah. four of them, right? Yeah. There's yeah four of them, uh, and you only see the the two on the one two side. on the left. Yeah. Um, so if you yeah. step into the elevators where they're on the left and right of you, you'll know you're in the right place because uh, in front of you is uh, stairs down into uh, an earlier entrance that they had that also gets used for movies but they uh, you had it in the notes there I don't want to steal it all away from you but they they, <laughs> they, they boarded it up they put a fake yeah. wall there's a fake wall and a big potted plant in Ghostbusters that, that yeah. covers that up and for good reason because that was the main lobby of the hotel at the time that they were filming so the hotel didn't want to shut down all of its operations for uh, one production in 1983 to be filming in their elevator bank uh so they boarded that up so that the uh the you know people could check in and check out as normal um but uh yeah so so the lobby itself if you watch uh, beverly hills cop that's where axel foley checks into his hotel when he comes in it's he's checking yeah. into the biltmore hotel so yeah i mean it, it's that's the one thing you'll immediately notice is like wait this looks different because it's wide open and there's this wonderful cascading staircase that goes down to a 
uh, it's like a, it's a dining hall now, basically. It's a really nice restaurant, but, um, yeah, it's still there, but, uh, make reservations in advance and tell them that you're going to propose to them because I feel like they'll treat you really well if you uh, give them all of this information in advance. Yeah. They have a very fancy, uh, as you said, that entrance is now a very fancy coffee cafe with like that serves high tea and stuff like that. Um, and they like to, they have a plaque there, uh, at the top of that stairway down into the, the cafe past the elevators talking about the movies that have filmed there. So if you call ahead of time and like book at the cafe, they'll probably, they'll, they'll, you know, uh, they'll, uh, I don't know, cakes, clotted cream, whatever, just awesome stuff. And, you know, <laughs> they probably like the idea that there is that connection to the original movie with your, your fiance. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and I think that's, I think she's going to think that that's special too. Cause I'm sure that that yeah. was a big deal for her grandpa. So, um, so yeah, so good luck, Corey. Uh, make sure that you call back and let us know how it all went. Uh, take lots of photos so we can share them on social media. That's going to be really fun. And uh, yeah, maybe uh, much uh, like Craig and Abby, maybe we can have you on to talk about the whole experience uh, after it's all said and done. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, go stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That'll do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Alright, so we have come to the conclusion of our very shortened episode. Uh, as people may with keen ears have heard, I have a fussy baby that I'm dealing with, which is part of the reason that this is cutting short. But um, So yeah, I'm going to throw to you for your uh, your final thoughts, Chris, and then I'm going to mute so that you don't hear uh, poor Hazel in the background going, why are you not paying attention to me? <laughs> <laughs> My final thoughts are easy, actually. I uh, See, this drops... Um, I think it's fair to say we're this episode and the next one will straddle the start of september and for me the start of september is the 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 two-month run-up to halloween so i feel like my final thought with this episode is that um it's time the clock is now ticking we can officially enjoy it uh yeah uh, it's halloween uh, halloween our friend friend of the show dinosaur dracula has uh, formally launched his um uh, countdown to Halloween because he does it for the two months. Uh, da- like the Hallmark for- Channel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the goth Hallmark Channel. There should be a goth Hallmark. <laughs> Just 24 7, 365 Halloween Hallmark Channel. Um, Dr. Dan Schoening has started uh, teasing us about his 30 Days of Halloween where he does his post it note yeah. sketches. Always one of my favorite parts. Always a treat. Yeah. Um, that's about it. It just, and here, I mean, I don't know what it's like for you guys there, but the heat waves off, the um, the smoke uh, is has cleared at least temporarily because the rain has come. And m- more importantly, the winter or fall temperatures have hit. Like it's 13 to f- 15 degrees centigrade today, I think is what it came out to. Um, 
don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but it's put on jacket weather for the most part, especially after I've been wandering around in like sweltering uh, weather for the longest time. So nice. It's kind of actually the forest fires kind of make it smell continually like fall once the rain hits because it always smells like somebody's. Uh, uh, the leftovers make it smell like somebody's got a f- like a, a, a fireplace going somewhere, which <laughs> yeah. is always to me. My brain goes, "It's fall, fall. yay, cold weather." <laughs> so that's my that's my final thought. Uh, we're, we're officially there. You and I will probably uh, will have Halloween stuff coming. I mean, Spirit Halloween has started. That's the other. Oh yeah, they're popping too, right? up in all of the the husks of Toys R Us. Speaking of uh, dinosaur Dracula, who has called called. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sad. From death um, there is life. Uh, but not only that, if you've been watching too, all those uh, props and all that have started showing up. I don't know. Uh, somebody pointed out that pictures were showing up of a Spirit Halloween store, and they they're pretty sure it's just uh, Georgia and Atlanta for Dragon Con, which is uh, also happening. That makes sense. Yeah. This weekend too, they get the impression that what's what it means is that because the crowd is there. And they, let's be honest, this year is nonstop. Like, Spirit Halloween is about to turn into, like, the hollow, the Funko of Halloween. Like, the last year was impressive that they got, like, Rick and Morty and, uh, you know, Ghostbusters has already started. This year, the amount of pop culture licenses they're producing Everything. stuff they're for. really diving in. Yeah. I saw, I got an email. They're like, uh, was it Disney Zombies? I'm like, wait, hang on. What? what? Disney Zombies? What? Right. Like, well, that also might spell the end. But we made it at the end. <laughs> Disney's got to eat one or two more companies, and then that's the end of all things, kids. But, um, yeah, Spirit Halloween's there. Their ads, they send around the big newsletter, email, uh, all their uh, Ghostbusters stuff is available. They gave, they had like a 20% off one item coupon. Like, it's just, yeah, it's Halloween time. We've it's got the our most wonderful, wonderful time, time <laughs> of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love it. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and you'll probably put together a mix. I think you've mentioned uh, in a few episodes. So I'm looking forward to that. that. There will be yes. another Halloween mix. Uh, I think Hot you dog. and I will find an opportunity yes. to find more Halloween slash Ghostbusters appropriate companion movies to talk yes. about. Yes, yes. Love all it. that good stuff. It's that time. All Ready, that, set, go. Yeah, let's do it. And all of that is to come. I'm excited. Um, all right, well, I'm going to go uh, deal with a very cranky baby right now, but um, we'll, we'll see you all next week. It'll be a regular show, we promise. Back back to normalcy, whatever that may be next week here on The Cross. <laughs> this is close to regular, let's be honest. This is pretty close, yeah. But uh, until then, we'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at protoncharging.com, ghostbustershq.net, and stillplayingwithtoys.net. They used to be one of my two favorite shows. Let me guess. Ghosts are worship. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. No study. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Weird.